Welcome to the Jane Bond Show, from execution to excellence. And I am your host, Jane Bond, the serial entrepreneur who will be sharing with you valuable life lessons and interviewing influencers from around the country who have broken through to success, along with giving you advice on navigating through the game. Today's topic is It's Showtime. Our special guest is an award-winning actress and producer. Born and raised in South Philadelphia, she realized at a very early age she was drawn to the dance world not only for the arts, but the diverse and cross-culture of people. After attending Philadelphia High School of Performing Arts, she went on to receive her BFA from the prestigious University of the Arts. Then off to the big time, subsequently making her mark on Broadway and giants like The Lion King, Heights, and Fame. She also toured globally with Madonna and Jennifer Lopez as a featured dancer, and finally putting her mark down in Hollywood as a producer with the award-winning short film Shattered Pitch and 22 Years, both receiving multiple distribution deals. Without any further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Miss Dawn Noel. Hey, Dawn. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. You know, I've been thinking about you for quite some time, and I'm so happy that you decided to come on from execution to excellence because, you know, I definitely know that you epitomize this because of your career path. So why don't we just dive right in, Dawn? Um, cool. I like to tell everybody, yeah, I know Dawn from way back. I mean, way back. <laughs> but we won't, we won't talk about age, but we'll talk about way back. She's a Philly girl like I am. And um, let's start there, Dawn. Um, awesome. Tell us, yeah, tell us a little bit about you growing up in Philadelphia. Well, yeah, I grew up in South Philadelphia originally. I went to the high school for creative and performing arts and then got my BFA at the University of the Arts. But I trained for a long time with Roni Koresh, and he has his own dance company, Koresh Dance Company. Um, And then right after college, I left. I went to New York. But I know I studied at Philadelphia. So, yeah, Philly was an interesting, cool city. Um, I feel like I got to ground myself, especially in high school, Um, going to a Catholic grade school, by the time I got to high school and was able to wear what I wanted to and just experiment with clothing and and just find myself, it was awesome. It was a great small city that I can concentrate on the art and the craft of dancing and then transition. So I wasn't so distracted. You know, it was small enough of a city, but still big enough as a city with great teachers. Well, what was the transition like from you um, leaving Catholic school? And you grew up in southwest Philly, so I know southwest Philly is pretty Italian. Um, you know, it's very traditional down there, very family-oriented. So tell me what was it like for you growing up in that type of environment and then going into the environment of um, the dance school? Because that's completely different. You have yeah. kids coming from all over the place. It's a little more urban. Philadelphia is very urban, very, um, uh, what would I say, Afrocentric too. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I, I hated going to Catholic grade school. Um, and I remember <laughs> telling my parents, I know this is terrible, but I told my parents, I said, if you put me in a Catholic high school, 
I will go get pregnant on purpose. I will get kicked out on purpose. I do not belong in a Catholic school. I don't believe, you know, I used to argue with the priests. I got kicked out of grade school all the time just because I didn't agree with anything. And okay. you know, I never told anybody that story, by the way. But I knew as a young child exactly what I wanted. I'm an old soul. You know, I'm like, I need to be around diversity. I need to be dancing all day, every day. I need to dress the way I wanted to dress. There was just too many rules for me. And I didn't agree with the religion aspect of it. Um, so, yeah, South Philly was, you know, predominantly Italian or exactly the area that I grew up in. And honestly, I couldn't wait to get out. I just was like, and then I was gone all day, every day. So after high school, I would go to a different dance school and dance there all, you know, for the rest of the night. So then once I got to high school, I rarely, I barely spent any time at home. Um, well, let's, let's digress a little. What yeah. made you realize you, that you knew exactly what you wanted? What was that inside of you that made you know that you wanted to go in this direction, that's how you were going to execute this, and how, that's how you were going to get there? And what was that drive inside that made you recognize that so early on? Well, I've been dancing since I was three. So I've always had the drive, but to actually know that there was dance studios that were better or bigger um, with better teachers outside of my little neighborhood schools, what happened was I was about eight, and Stefan Love, who is no longer with us, um, had a dance school and a little dance company, a theater dance company called The Next Generation. And he came to teach at our small dance school, and once I saw him, you know, and he was this big old African-American queen, and at eight years old, I'm like, oh, my God, who is this man? I need to be around him all the time. And from that point on, I started studying in Center City. And I left, you know, the little neighborhood schools, and the, the training was at the Jazz Dance Center, which is no longer there on Sansom Street. I and that's where I met Ronnie Koresh. And okay. so at eight years old, I'm like, I need to be – around different people. And the dance school was so diverse. It, it, it was amazing. And I had, you know, the best teachers that were in Philadelphia, all the, you know, the dancers from Philadelphia and Roni Koresh's company. So from that point on, I was like, oh, yeah, I need to go this direction. So it opened my eyes, and thank God. And he opened my eyes to so much, um, just diversity and creativity and culture. Yeah, it's so funny. I could see you now when I would walk past the dance studio or come in and see you guys dancing. And I said, wow, this was so exciting. I even remember, if you remember, I had a stint up there myself trying to learn how to dance. It was so awkward for me. But I loved it. And it was so quick, the movement. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. That's excellent. That's really good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, moving forward, you decided that you wanted to leave Philadelphia. What made you want to leave Philadelphia? Because I know you were doing really well with Roni you know, at Koresh, because I would see um, you all the time. You were right next door pretty much. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know I'm a gypsy, and I'm always going to move, and I always need something different or something new or something challenging. So I knew eventually I was going to leave Philadelphia. There's only so much I can do in Philadelphia, and I just, you know, I wanted to experience other dance companies, and, you know, I went on and, and performed with the New York City Opera and the Metropolitan Opera, and then later on did some Broadway. But I just needed a new city. I just need new experiences, you know. And then I was in the, and going forward, I was in New York for 12 years 
and I knew it was going to be time for a change after 12 years, and I moved to Los Angeles. And I feel a change coming up soon also, you know. Yeah. Okay. And what urges that change for you? Like you knew you wanted to experience other avenues of dance and bigger companies going into New York. What, um, what's that urge? What is that that, you know, goes off in your head and say, you know, it's time, I'm out. I'm, is it out? You outgrow the city or, I mean, that's what I'm hearing from you, that you kind of outgrew Philadelphia, and I can definitely recognize that, um, that, you know, relate, I relate to that totally. Um, so what was that in you? I think it's a mix of a lot of things, um, outgrowing people, outgrowing the city, outgrowing a job, um, and it's also just following my instincts and my intuition. You know, okay. like I know when it's time to move on, you know, and try something different. You know, just even changing careers from a dancer to an actor and then acting to producing, you know, right. and I feel a change coming again. I, it's just something I kind of feel like, okay, well, life isn't all just this. Or I think we have different purposes at different points in our life. You know, so maybe some people, their purpose is to be a mother at this point. The next one is to be a wife or, you know, but I definitely feel career change coming at some point and mm-hmm. a location change. I don't know. That's just something I feel. Like so life is you, too short and I need to experience a whole lot. Okay. Okay. So when you make those shifts, like the shift you made from Philly to New York, would you say you're moving the goal post, you know, closer to what, you're peeling back as far as your layers are concerned and trying to find that seed inside, that deep-rooted why, you know, existence or why we're here or what we need to do to feel comfortable in our own skin or successful? Um, yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, because you've had success, quite a bit of it. <laughs> yeah. I, to, well, to me, success is different in everybody's eyes and what they consider successful. Right. But peeling well, we, back the layers. Success, let me share this with you. When I say success yeah. for you, I mean going after what you wanted in the dance field. I mean, these guys, they don't know, and I'll, I'll share that with them. I mean, Dawn, you've done every Broadway show I can imagine or I can even name. You've danced with some of the hottest people in the entertainment industry. I've watched you on television sit and People thought you were Alicia Keys at one time, and they were following you around because of your beauty. And two, you've toured with Madonna in the girly show. I mean, who does that? <laughs> I mean, come on, let's talk yeah, about sure. accolades. Yeah, yeah. And you've danced with Jennifer Lopez. So, I mean, yeah. you've danced with the top people in the industry, and you've been on Broadway, which people dream of doing. And, I mean, some of the top shows from Lion King, you know, to, to, to uh, what was it? I can't think of uh, fame. Yeah, it's fame. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. You can name them off, run them off. You've been there. You've done that. So when I say success, that's success in a lot of people's eyes. We're not, we're not talking monetary success. We're talking about goal-oriented, executing, and getting to where they want to be in their minds at that point. So now let's digress and go back to the layers. But I just want the audience to know how successful you have been going after that dream that you thought about at three years old. It's so weird because I, 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 it, uh, you're almost making me cry because sometimes I don't even realize – how far I have come. Um, 
because I'm constantly striving for the next one and the next goal and the next goal. And trust me, I, I, I stay humble and I'm grateful, but, yeah, you're right. Some people would love and dream of being Die. Um, on Broadway. <laughs> I know. I know, but I'm always, I mean, like, on have... to the next goal and the next yes. career change. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I did think, have a You know what? <laughs> I think that is someone that's always looking to strive for better and to strive for excellence in their lives, and that's what this show is about. And I'm glad you got emotional because sometimes it takes someone like me to remind you of the greatness, and trust me, that is something to really brag about. (laughs) I've never danced on Broadway. Um, Getting next to Jennifer Lopez or even going in my favorite you know, singer, dancer of all my time, Madonna, please, and watched you do it and do it with grace. So, yeah, you should definitely be um, happy about that because that's success in a lot of people's eyes, Dawn. Yeah. So, and moving what forward. What was your original question? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. No, everybody tells me when somebody comes on my show, I bring them the tears. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> but it's, it. it's, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. It's a really beautiful thing. The original question was, what makes you move that gold post? And, you know, um, peeling back those layers, are you looking for something deeper inside of you? That was the original question. Hmm. I don't know, man. I was born like this. Like, I have literally have been like this since I was a kid just this drive and it's yeah to you know just to be the best that I can possibly be and I think at this point when I say that there could be a possible career change or purpose change in my life coming up it may not have anything to do with the entertainment business like this quarantine time I am literally spending so much time in self-reflection and self-growth and my spiritual connection that I haven't even really thought about um, my career at this point. Like I'm really taking this downtime and going inward. And I'm like, oh, maybe I can rescue dogs after this and move to Hawaii. Like I don't know. It, well, it's just know, kind of something I follow. A lot of people are having self-reflection because when you get to stand still, you know, because a lot of people, you know, when God says stand still, be still, my child, there's a lot to look inward, you know, time to look inward as opposed to reaching outward for things that make us happy or we think that's going to make exactly. us successful. So I think everyone has, and this resonates with me also, everyone has taken this time to really reflect on what's important, you know. But before you move on to rescuing dogs, let's digress here. <laughs> <laughs> this gives me, me this is a great segue into you doing your acting now as opposed to doing the dancing because I remember speaking to you a while ago and you were making that transition into acting and even moving forward into producing. So tell us a little bit about um you moving that goalpost in that direction and the in the acting area. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Because when you moved um, out to L.A., I mean, you just kind of went off in different directions. I mean, your shifts were, your pivots were, I mean, pretty sharp. Yeah. At being a Capricorn, I feel like I always have to stay, not that I have to stay a couple steps ahead, I just naturally stay a couple steps ahead or I'm always prepared or I'm always planning for something. So while I was on Broadway, 
and doing all my dance stuff and having a dance career, on my downtime, I was constantly in acting class. I was constantly auditioning um, for, you know, small independent, you know, feature films and TV and stuff like that in New York and starting to build my reel and my resume as an actor while I was working as a dancer so that it would make the transition a lot smoother. And and I always knew that I was going to move to Los Angeles for the purpose of acting, but also because I love the weather. Um, But so that once that I got to Los Angeles, my reel was already done, my website was done. You know, I, I had everything prepared to slide right into a new career, if that makes sense. So that's kind of how, you know, the acting kind of started. And then once I got here, it was a very different story. It wasn't, it was kind of like being, a, you know, a, what is it, a small fish in a big pond. You know, I had to right. start over, which I don't mind. I had to start over moving to New York. But nobody really cared how many Broadway shows I did. Nobody cared that I had a BFA or I had these independent films, you know, lead roles in. and it, Nobody cared. Like they, they just really? didn't. It was it was a whole it was a lot harder than I thought. Um, what was the so, mindset like? My mindset or their mindset? No, the mindset out there when you said nobody cares because what an accomplishment, you know, and then you saying nobody cares. Oh yeah, because to, from my my perception is either one they like to get you when you're really young or a teenager and mold you, and then you've already been in the business for a while. Um, I had like a couple co-stars moving here, but no good agents would take me unless I had a guest star or I had more TV credits. They didn't care about my independent film credits. They wanted, it's a TV town mostly. So they wanted more TV credits. Um, Okay. And because I moved here a little older and not like as a teenager or early 20s, it was just a little difficult, you know, like I, I didn't really know people and you know, I'm a dime a dozen. There's a million actors here. So it was a lot harder for me. So coming from the East Coast, especially New York, where it was just hustle, 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 I was starting to get bored, which is how and why I got into producing. I didn't really okay. know what I was doing, but then I kind of did. It's just common sense to me. Right, because you've been in the show, you've been in show business yeah. and you've been around people, and I'm sure the language was very familiar mm-hmm. to you. It wasn't something yeah. you had to learn from the start. Yeah. It's just so, turning on like so more when, of a business mindset. Right. And a lot of, you know, it's, a, it's funny you say that because, I mean, all of this resonates with me because of my managerial experience being a manager in the entertainment industry. A lot of entertainers, meaning actors, models, recording artists, and, I mean, they don't have the business savvy. That's why they have agents and they have business managers and, you know, <laughs> managers. So, you know, it's interesting that you put on that hat and turned your business into producing. So tell us a little yeah. bit about the producing part of it. Um, so, yeah, I started maybe seven or eight years ago with my first short film, Shattered Pitch, um, with Chad Coleman in it. Uh, he's from The Wire, The Walking Dead, The Orville, The Expanse. He's a ton of stuff. You would know him if you, you know, on TV. Um, and I had no idea what I was doing, but I raised money, and I put a great team together. And I actually did know what I was doing. I was really – I thought I didn't know, but I learned a lot, and I got a lot of advice from people, and I just made it happen. 
and we went to a bunch of film festivals, and it did really well. And then a couple of years later, I did another short film. I produced another short film, which I also co-wrote and starred in. And, oh, my gosh, we won internationally in so many film festivals. And both short films are on at least 12 to 14 different streaming platforms online where people can see them. Um, so they both did really, really well. And now I feel like I know what to do as far as a producer. I would love to produce a feature film, but uh, that's a whole lot more money than doing a short film. So now that's the hard part for me is finding money to actually do a feature film. But I'm sure that will happen at some point. Um, but I do. I like, I like producing. Um, I feel like I'm a great leader and um, I'm very determined and it's hard, sometimes hard to find people that's on the same page as me and wants to work as hard as I do when it comes to that. So nine times out of ten, I end up doing everything <laughs> myself anyway. So, yeah, I, I can but, definitely relate to that part. <laughs> that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you're a hard worker too. You know, you're yeah. a jack of all trades too. Yeah. So that's why I love producing. That's who we are as people, though. We love dipping into things and making them work and seeing them come to fruition because it's nothing more proud, you know, more than being proud of something you have created and watch it grow and grow yeah. to the point that it does well for you, whether that's monetarily or just, you know, with pride and fame. Um, all those things make sense to me. And, you know, when I dream, I dream big just like you. So I, I get that. And that's why I said all of this resonates with me. So you went from the producing, right? And you enjoyed mm -hmm. that. But let's, I want to digress just a little bit here because I know when you were working, I believe it was with either Madonna or um, Jennifer Lopez, you ventured out and you did something really smart there. You made enough money and you decided to actually purchase a home in L.A., mm -hmm. yeah. which a lot of people don't get to do at that level and you were able to make it happen. And um, were, did you have any challenges doing that? Well, I'll, I'll go back a little bit. So when I was okay. a kid, um, I did a lot of child modeling as a kid, like print work for department stores. And, you know, my mother put all my little my, put my portfolio together. And all the money I made, she never let me keep it. She put it in a bank account where I couldn't touch it until I was 25, something okay. like that. So, and I was like, I want this toy. And she was like, nope, you'll appreciate it one day. So by the time I was 25, I basically almost forgot about it. I didn't even need it at that point. But that was a little savings that helped me, you know, also put a down payment that I never really touched. And I was really good. My mother taught me really well to be responsible. Um, so if I would get a paycheck from Broadway, half of it I would put aside for my bills and my rent and the other half, I'd stick in the savings account like it never existed. And eventually, after years and years of savings, um, I was able to buy something. And I thought about New York, but I didn't want to buy a shoebox in the Bronx for all this right. hard work, you know, for all this money that I saved my whole life. So, and I knew I was going to come to Los Angeles, and it was just a little cheaper. And I bought a two-bedroom condo in the Valley in uh, North Hollywood, right near Studio City. Um, and Burbank, and I love Great. my little home, and it's mine. It was brand new, and and I love it. I'm proud of myself. I mean, every month, you know, it's, I have to still pay the mortgage and stuff, but um, I'm pretty proud of my 
investment. And the prices have doubled. <laughs> Sorry? Um, <laughs> yeah, my it's doubled. The the rent. Oh, I fantastic. mean, not the, not the rent. Well, like people are selling. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what real estate does for you. It allows you to to make money. It allows you to create leverage, um, you know, and it appreciates. So that's the beauty mm-hmm. of it. Um, yeah. And then when you were buying and during the buying process, what was that like for you? What was that experience like for you? Because that's the first time you were doing it. And, you know, let me, let me go, let me tra- backtrack a little bit. That is amazing that your mother, you know, because a lot of families don't have that conversation in home, you know, in their homes, um, not because um, they don't know how to, well, yeah, most of the time it's because they don't know how to, and most of the time it's because no one shared with them. So you were lucky to be exposed to that kind of conversation with your parents and talk about, you know, financial stability and saving and understanding, you know, what credit is and, and being able to save the money to buy a property. So that's what well, she I didn't, think she didn't explain it to me. She just told me I couldn't touch it. <laughs> right, but you knew you it was for I mean? a yeah. reason. Yeah. You knew it, yeah, it had yeah. to be for yeah. a reason in the future for your future, for whatever you were going to yeah. do. And she told you that you could appreciate that, you know, whenever yeah. it happened. So that's a really good thing. So when you yeah. went out to buy your property, did you have any challenges with that? Oh, my gosh. I had no idea what I was doing. All I knew is that I was responsible enough to save enough money for a down payment. But I did this by myself. I didn't have anybody. My, parent, my mother wasn't here, my brothers. I didn't have anybody helping me with paperwork and really understanding the situation. So I put my trust into um, what, the realtor to help me, you know, look for places. And I was like, I don't even know what I'm reading. Just tell me what I need to sign. And then my mother's always like, well, you should have put the HOA in there and the taxes in there. So it was all together. They're all separate. So then I stress when it comes time to paying my taxes. So, yeah, I mean, there was a ton of challenges. I don't even know how I did it, but I'm grateful and I'm blessed that I was able to do it just out of sheer responsibility. But, you know, then I started learning along the way. Like I just bought a a used car recently, and I had no idea about cars. I didn't know what to ask for because I've never bought one. I've always leased a car, and I've never had a car until I moved to Los Angeles. So I'm constantly learning about things that probably most people know about already, but I I have no idea about cars. So that was a stressful thing for me. But, yeah, I mean – Challenges, I knew what my price range was. I knew what area I wanted to live in. I knew that I wanted something new and nice, you know, unlike New York when you're like, oh, is this pipe going to work or is this water faucet, is the water going to come out brown? (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) please don't let me see a roach, you know. So I was just so happy when I – Yes, I was like, please, granite countertops and stainless steel. You know, it's like finally – you know, it's my home. I can paint the walls whatever color I want. You know, I can do whatever I want with it. Um, but, yeah, the challenges is that I, I didn't really understand exactly what I was doing when I bought it. How many but realtors did you go through, one or two? Or three? One. <laughs> one. Oh, just one. I was just like, show me what, show me, show me what I can see. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That was it. And I, apparently they didn't even go through an educational process with you. No, 
I, no. I don't even know if I would have understood it. Like when I okay. tell you I've only done entertainment my whole life, <laughs> that's what I've done. And then all the and other things is just because about. it's just the experience of learning, just like as a producer. Okay, you have to go through it to actually learn it. So I had to go through it to learn it, and now here I am, you know. And that's how, you know, sometimes life is the best, you know, and, and experience is the best teachers. Absolutely. It's like traveling. Yeah. You travel, mm-hmm. you learn a lot, you meet a lot of people, different cultures, and when yeah. you experience life, that's your education. And I'll tell you, I used to say that to my mom all the time. I'll say, would you stop this? Stop telling me what to do, how to do. And I still feel the same way today, not with my mom, but with other people that are around me. And they're only trying to help and guide you to not make mistakes. But you, sometimes you want to make your own mistakes to get there. And, mm-hmm. you know, they say it's the school of hard knocks. But if you yeah. get through it, I mean, listen, you do you probably well. won't make that mistake again. You definitely won't yeah, make the mistake yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> but at least you've learned. At least you yeah. learned. So tell us what's going on now. You said now since, you know, everybody, this is a whole story with everybody, I believe. The pandemic has set in. Life is a little bit differently. Um, Life has changed for all of us, you know, logistically, just with talking to one another, seeing one another, spending time with each other, friends and family and so forth. What is it like for you now? Um. I'm spending a lot of time with family. Um, I went and saw my family, some of my family in Phoenix. Um, I spent a couple weeks there. I have my mom here with me now, so I'm taking care of her. Um, just quality time with myself and my family. Um, and I'm also celebrating a bunch of stuff that I've worked on for the past two years, even though there's no work now and there's no auditions. But now all the stuff that I've worked on for the past two years is coming to fruition is now on TV. So I'm celebrating that. At least I have that to watch and feel good about, you know. Okay. Other than that, there's nothing happening, you know. There is no audition. And I don't really feel very creative to write anything. Um, I would love to produce something, like a low budget, because I, I feel like that's the direction that it may go for okay. a little while. Um, you know, low budget, small independent films with a small crew mm-hmm. and a small cast, because – it's just a lot to deal with, with, you know, the unions and SAG, you know, the protocols and, you know, what's mandatory. People may have to take tests every day. And so it may just be a lot easier to do a very deep or interesting story in one or two locations with a small crew and small cast, you know, with a low budget. Do you think that's budget. the direction now? I think that's, it might be like that for a little while. Like I've already been asked to work on a couple projects, whether they're union or not. Um, I'll have to keep that to myself so I don't get in trouble. But, you know, a lot of people are kind of going down that road because they, they don't either have the money or the means to go along with all the union rules, with all the pandemic stuff happening. You know, even with TV, they're gonna, they were talking about not having people being intimate together and doing a split screen and fixing it in post-production, like not having people kiss and right. rewriting scenes so that the scenes are smaller and not huge crowds. Um, yeah, no more craft service, which um, that probably makes me the most sad because I love craft service. 
being able to go and get all the snacks that you want. Oh my God! Of course, of course, that's great. You know, and now now you're part of being on lunch. Yeah, you take snacks home. I, you know, I, I I would have like a whole basket full of snacks to take home, and now it's just going to be like a box lunch. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this: What's the field like? I have a lot of real estate friends out there, and I know they're um, still doing real estate because it's a central business, and people are buying primary homes right now because the interest rates are like at, it's all low. And we have like 36 million Americans that are out of work right now. What's the mm -hmm. feel in Los Angeles right now with all the TV and film and movies? That has just has that just come to a complete halt for now. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone right. and I mean it's impossible to get through to unemployment. I still haven't received a stimulus check. I mean, this is scary. No one knows how what they're going to do. People are doing like Zoom uh classes with yoga and this, but they're doing like donation like, "Oh, you can give a donation. You can't pay your rent on donations and you know, you can't really expect people to really pay for your class online, a virtual class." when they're struggling financially too. So this is going to be a huge emotional setback, a financial setback. You know, people need, need therapy after this because, you know, I think there's a lot of good to it. Like people are going inwards and, you know, faith has to be at the forefront for sure. But we don't know when it's going to go back to regular or when there's going to be an audition. Maybe they're not even going to have auditions and just call the actors that they already know which makes it right. even worse for the for the lower actors that don't even get a chance. So I think this is a great time to create your own work. You know, we have iPhones, and if you can get a hold of a, a small crew, create your own stuff. Um, everything, even movie theaters. They're talking about right. having drive drive-in, yeah, yeah, drive-through, and it's it's really just we have no idea what's going to happen. Which is right. scary, which has makes me all the way think down. of what am I going to do next if I have to, which I may have to. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was thinking, what are the large, what are, you know, the, the, the A-list, you know, celebrities, what are they going to do? I mean, you see them all the oh, I think they're fine financially. Yeah, financially they're fine. And the ones, financially you know, below fine. them. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think, you know, the celebrities and the people that work consistently, they'll be able to survive with their residuals and the money that they already have. But it's the people that are already struggling that are struggling even more right. now. Um, I think a lot of people may their even leave Los have been crushed. A lot of people's dreams have been crushed mm -hmm. and put on hold. Yeah. You know, I think people will were... either leave New York and L.A. because it might be too expensive for them to either, if that's the whole reason why they're here, they may leave and go back right. to their hometown. And maybe the people that do stay, it'll prove to themselves how much they really love and how big their dream really is. You know what I'm saying? Right. If they just stick around and hopefully people are still training. And ho I mean, I don't know. I think if we can just get, everybody's going through this differently so without judgment, you just kind of accept where everybody is. Some people are going crazy. Some people are working out 20 times a day. Some people are eating 20 times a day. Um, <laughs> so I don't want to be either, but 
<laughs> I you need know? a medium there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Some people are living life like nothing happened. And so I think everybody's just trying to get through the best they can. Right. If that makes sense. You know, we don't know it. And spiritually, if I can say this, the thing that I've really been working on with myself is knowing that I have no control. I don't have control over anything. The only thing that I slightly have control over is my thoughts and my reactions to it, to whatever is happening, and tr- just really trying to live in the present moment because I can't change the past, and the future hasn't even come, come yet. I mean, who knew we would be in this situation? So just trying Never to live the best dream. way I can. Yeah. Right. So there's nothing I can do about anything. It's not like I can pick up and move to a different country because the whole world is going through this. Exactly. Exactly. So let me just find the best that I could in this situation. Okay, if today is cleaning my apartment, then let me clean it the best way I can. If I feel like (laughs) laying down and taking three naps, then that's what's going to happen. I don't know. You know, it's interesting. Because I I talk to some other people, you know, on a daily basis, and life is continuing on as it never changed for them. You know, they're working every day. They're getting busier than they've ever been. And it's interesting. And some people, it's like, I'm not sure. I don't know where I go from here. What do I do? How do I do it? What's happening? Because the world is going through it. So it's like you said, you know, the emotional roller coaster is so different for everybody you know, um, and especially people that live in sunshine like we do. Mm-hmm. You know, you can very easily forget, easily forget that there is, you know, pretty much a pandemic. Or there's a killer out here that could happen to anybody at any time. And you have mm-hmm. to stay very mindful of that and be responsible, you know, as an individual. Because it, with the beauty of what's going on here where we live, it's just gorgeous outside. It looks like nothing's going on, but sunshine and, you know, blue skies and people are golfing, playing tennis. They don't have masks on. I'm like, wow. But here it is me. I'm a little, you know, different because I'm like, well, I'm not going to any restaurants anytime soon. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be around any crowds anytime soon, you know. So it just really depends on the mindset and the frame of mind you're in as far as things are concerned today. So, Let's yeah. move on. Where that's a little get us a little down and um, gloomed out. Let's move on. I mean, it's real, but you know, let's let's mm-hmm. try and move on. So now that we've gone through the producing, and we talked about looking inward and um, kind of self, you know, self reflecting everyone, and including myself and you. Where do you see yourself moving forward to? I mean, like well, I know I'm we're gonna... taking one day out of at a time, but there is a thought process. Yeah. Um, Well, seeing exactly how one day at a time goes, um, I don't know how long I can stay in in this sort of space that I'm in because it's already been three months. Um, Like I said, you know, the gypsy in me is ready to move, but I don't know where, you know, I'm kind of trying to sit in the silence in a way, and trying to figure out, not even figure out, let it come to me of what's going to be next. I do have a huge passion to move to Hawaii at some point. Like I knew in New York, I knew in Philly I was going to move to New York. I knew in New York at some point I was going to move to L.A. I know at some point I will move to Hawaii. I just just fell in love 
with the with the island and the islands and I feel very much at home and I feel like the rest of my life could be kind of chill which I don't mind and I can make movies anywhere I can act anywhere it's not like they don't have theaters it may not be huge like it was in New York and big jobs like Dancing with Madonna but it can be small and I can be just as satisfied because as an artist if I'm expressing myself and I'm making a difference in a hundred million people's lives or just 10 people's lives. It's still awesome. I'm still doing my job and my purpose on this planet of expressing myself with the talent that God gave me. So I can do that anywhere. Um, But just to wake up and just be there, I don't know. And I also have another passion of possibly rescuing dogs. And I was really serious about that because I love animals so much. Um, Mm. I don't know. I know. You've always had dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> Always. Yeah. <laughs> Even in crazy New York, you had did you? You had two dogs at one time. No, no, no. I always had one at no. a time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Why Hawaii? I mean, you said you feel at home. I mean, you've been a lot of places in the world. Why Hawaii? It's something when when I'm there, and I've been there so many times that it's just the most spiritual, relaxing, at-home experience that I have ever had in my life. Like, oh, I just, I can't even explain it. It's just, I I feel at home. And I don't really feel at home in Los Angeles. I mean, I'd rather be here than New York, especially during this time. But I just feel like I I, want to be closer to nature. And that ocean and the water, it's like, you know, my life, life, work isn't just... Life isn't all about work. Sorry, trying to get that out. It it can it cannot be like that for me anymore. I'm st- I can still chase my dreams and I can still be determined, but it's not all about work and a career anymore. Okay. And letting go I of that control. That. And, yeah. Hmm. I said I can appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I can have a goal and determ- be determined to go after something else. It doesn't even have to be in the entertainment field especially what's going on right now. It's going to be really slow for actors. I can do small projects, and that's fine with me. And if, it's meant, if something is meant to happen, it'll happen when it's supposed to, but I'm not stressing about it. I'm not obsessed with it. Not that I ever really was, but I think it, it, people start getting into an unhealthy mindset, especially with all this social media stuff and I mean I watch it I watch it happen to kids I watch it happen to friends to teen, all these you know millennials how many followers do you have oh my god I got this many likes and they're obsessed and they miss life they miss the moment <laughs> right right I, I can't even it. I can't even get into I'll use social media to promote here and there or you know to you know put a nice inspiring quote or message um but I can't be obsessed like that. Like I just, right. I can just feel myself starting to change and mature in a different way. However, that goes, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I felt the change from you. I say maybe a few years after you moved to LA, and it's only because I've known you since you were in. <laughs> I think you high school. I think I met you right after yeah. high school, and um, that's been quite some time. And been friends with you and had great times with you for many, many years with my good friend John and our good friend yeah. John. 
So, you know, it's interesting. So this leads me to, this is a good segue into the next question. Tell me what success means to you now that you've gone through all the things we talked about. What does success mean to you? Because you have executed over and over and over again and created excellence throughout. If I can go to bed at night and feel great about my day, if I felt like I was an awesome human being or, you know, I did the best that I could, then that was a successful day for me. Um, You know, okay, I did a bunch of dance companies and, and Broadway and I toured with the best. How much more can I do? You know what I mean? Like, I'm okay with letting it go. You know, I achieved something and I let it go. Okay, now something else. Success to everybody is different. Some to, it can be like, oh, I, I just made a million dollars. And to some is like, I'm grateful I just got $100. So I think it's more of a grateful, humble mindset, at least for me. You know, I put together, I did something that I had never done before. I produced two short films. Even doing one, to me, that was success, successful. If, especially if you're doing something that you've never done before and you overcome something, to me, that's success. Right. You know, or if you're blessed with a talent that God, you know, has given you and you, and you do that to the best that you can, then that's success. But it, it's going to look different to everybody. And I think that's Absolutely. what people get in their, you know, stuck in their mind. Also, that they, this competition, I never looked at life or my career or my art and my craft in that sort of competition way, ever, ever. Yeah, because you, like yeah. I said, early on in our conversation, you've been pretty successful in your own right and to a lot of people in their eyes. I mean, just mentioning those names, there, people's like, wow, you know, and they would never know unless you told them. Yeah. So I think that's fantastic. So I want to ask you this. If there was one thing, one question you would have people ask themselves on a daily basis that are trying to break through to success, what would that question be? Ask yourself why you're doing it. Why? And, I, you know, I say this to a lot of people or interviews that I do. I tell people if they want to be rich, go be a doctor or a lawyer. If you want to be famous, go be on a reality show. But if you want to be an artist, a real artist or an actor, it is, it's going to be stressful. It's going to be hard work. There's only 5% of SAG actors that are actually celebrities. You're going to have a side job. You're going to be a bartender. You're going to be a personal trainer. You, ha- you better love what you do, and know why you're doing it. Like, are you doing it because you want to be famous? Are you doing it because you want to be rich? Because you can get both of those in a whole different path, in a different way, in a different career, and it would be a lot easier. This is a hard um, career path. And know why you're doing it. Do you need to express yourself? Do you have a need to make change in the world, to help people see things from a different point of view? Know why, for sure. Huge reason. Because, you know, you can waste your whole life chasing something and not really know why you're doing it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Even in my business, when people ask me, you know, 
how did you do it, Jane? How did you take it there? Well, I try to take it there in any business I go to. That's just who I am. But I always know my why. And when you know that why, why is huge. You know, you, and you should know the why, when, what, and how also. But the why, that why, yeah. you have to look deep down inside and peel all the layers back because that's the only thing that's going to keep you going. Yeah. That's the fire. That's the drive. Yeah, if you know the why, the how will come. Don't worry about the how. when, yes. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. I'm glad. Dawn, if people wanted to find you, where can they find you? Where can they find all your beautiful work that you've done, um, what you're about to do, or, you know, what you have, what you have done recently? Where can people find you? Oh, sorry, this is that was great my dog barking. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, on social media. Thanks, Queen. Um, on social media, I mean, I'm on Facebook under Dawn Noel, on Twitter, I think it's Dawn Noel Actor, Instagram, Dawn Noel Actor, um, LinkedIn, IMDb, YouTube, all under Dawn Noel, and it's spelled D-A-W-N-N-O-E-L, and my website is www.dawn-noel, D-A-W-N-N-O-E-L.com. So yeah, you know, you can find me on YouTube, all my footage and reels and stuff like that, or even IMDb and stuff, so... Yeah, I'm pretty easy to find. Well, it's been great talking to you, Dawn. I mean, I miss you to death. I can't wait to come out there and see you, and I don't know when that's going to be because of what we're dealing with. But um, I I definitely miss you. I definitely miss seeing you, and it's been great talking to you. And thanks for coming on from Execution to Excellence, and we'll talk to each other again soon. Yeah, I miss you so much, and please stay safe and healthy, and we will definitely talk very, very soon. Oh. And thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm honored. And I can't wait. Send me the link and I'll share it. Yay. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> okay. Love you, girl. Talk to you soon. Okay. Love you, too. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Miss Dawn Noel. Dawn Noel can be found on Instagram at Dawn Noel Actor and on her website at www.dawn-noel.com. Please do not forget to leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcast. Once again, this is Jane Bond from Execution to Excellence.